Hi, I'm Theo Thompson. And I'm Bill Woldridge. And you found the Linwood Counseling Podcast. Okay, everyone. It is mid-February. End of February, getting towards spring break, um, at least for us school folks. Um, weather is garbage, <laughs> but, but we're having fun. We're living good. Um, hope everybody's well and happy and all that stuff. Um, how you doing, Bill? I'm doing well. Uh, I don't know if we introduce ourselves or not, or does that already happen? That's already automatic, Bill. Okay. That's an automatic thing. Okay, I've been paying We've attention. done this so long that we're yeah. freaking... We used to introduce yeah. ourselves back in the day. Want to reintroduce ourselves? Let's introduce ourselves let's twice. Give it, let's just give you a quick biography just so okay. everybody knows. For all yes. our, okay, our yeah. let's, let's new listener. Yes, my name is Theodore Thompson. Um, I go by Theo. Um, you can call me Mr. Thompson. Um, I've been a school counselor for about 18 years. I've been in education for about 30. Um, did some outdoor education, environmental education, and then was an elementary school, middle school teacher. And then wanted to be a school counselor. In fact, I've always actually wanted to be a school counselor since college, but um, just took me a while. So that's what I'm doing. There you now. go. Yeah. How um, are you doing? My name what is. What you got? <laughs> uh, what my name is Bill Woldridge because uh, I work with little kids. Yeah. They know me as Mr. W. I've worked at um, my element two elementary schools for the past 24 years Whew. in school counseling. Before that, I spent. Seven years at OHSU, Day Treatment Center, psychi- Psychological Day Treatment Center for five to nine-year-olds. So that was for more wow. of our yeah. emotionally disturbed kids. Um, before that, I did a year in Boise working with juvenile justice, working with our teenagers who were um, just getting out of juvie and helping them get their GEDs or get a job and do all that stuff. Um I fell into counseling. I didn't want, ever want to be a counselor. I was going to be a football coach and, and a teacher and uh, fell in love with it with a summer job and decided I'm just going to do that. So I took my degree in U.S. history because I was going to teach history. Right. And then same I went difference, ahead. Right? Yep, same counseling, difference. History. Counseling history. So I went ahead and got my master's in social work and here we are. So that's just a reminder of who we are. We did a yeah. whole podcast on it like years and years ago. Um, but I'm guessing yeah. most about, of you guys who are listening now... It's about 60 years combined experience. So we've done yeah. a couple things in education. So. We've done. And then we spent, yeah. we spent seven, eight years, ten years, mm-hmm. around yeah. seven to ten years together yes. working in the same school in a little mm-hmm. little office that barely fit us. Yeah. Um, and we spent ten years working together, and that's how we met and became buddies and yep. how we this did. started. And we decided to podcast because... We found that there wasn't enough time to really talk to families about some of the things we wanted to talk about. And so we decided to create a podcast to talk about things that we never had a chance to connect with families about. Or it was easier to connect with families in this way. So this podcast was born in a way to sort of provide school counseling resources um, and topics to families um, without, you know, in a more productive or what's the word? Uh, more efficient way. Efficient and way. So we're not trying to, you know, we don't have to call people individually or talk to people individually. We can reach out. Right. Now. So, yes. Here's what I'm going to say. And mm-hmm. um, and North Clackamas School District, this isn't a knock on them. I'm just saying. 
Um, we started our podcast long before anybody in the school district was officially doing podcasts. So ours has sort of grown just by word of mouth. We're not, mm -hmm. we don't advertise a ton. That's why we did it, just for our parents. Now you have North Clackamas has their own podcast. Yeah, they've and, kind of grown up a bit. Yeah, yeah. They do a ton of advertising, which is awesome. But I'm going to ask everybody yeah. who's listening now, if you can hit your subscribe button so you get us every time we put a new one down. And also, if you like what you hear today, tell your friends, tell other parents. Uh, we try not to make our podcast too super long because we know your time is valuable. Um, mm -hmm. But hopefully we can grow it a little bit more and um, keep this running. And that's our plan is to do this for however long we decide to do it. So that being said, um, so the way that the universe worked, Bill and I have, we don't work together anymore. Um, I have moved into a high school setting, alternative high school. Um, and as a part of that, I've had the opportunity to, to kind of grow myself and become a counselor for the new urban online school, um, which has been really fascinating. It's a really, it's a, it's a great school. Um, it is something that I've had to learn a lot about because there's a lot of new things that go on when students are just enrolled online. Um, but I wanted to talk today, um, and Bill and I want to talk today about, you know, what are the criteria for deciding, you know, should you put your kiddos in an online school? Right. Because it's not for everybody. Um, it works really well for some kids, and it's a really good fit. And for other kids, it's not a good idea, um, and it can be really detrimental. And so we wanted to talk today a little bit about, you know, how do you make that decision? What are the factors? You know, what kiddos are a good fit? Um, and even though I'm kind of the counselor working with online schools, you know, Bill's experience is really important to this because he works with elementary um, and he has a lot of experience and a lot of know-how um, that will be important to this conversation. So that's why I wanted to talk about it with Bill today. Um, so, yeah, the newer the online school, basically, you know, the way ours works is that you enroll, you have, it's on a quarter system, so you have um, about four classes that you're enrolled in. Um, we do have special education. Um, we have a special education case manager. Um, and so basically you're enrolled in your four classes, you meet with an advisor um, once a week. You have to put in a certain amount of time every day. It's, you don't have a ton of structure other than what you create for yourself. Um, but you basically get to build your schedule around what works for you. And you, obviously the whole thing is pretty much online. Um, you can get computers um, through the school district. Um, and there's all quite a bit of help and support through the, through the classroom. Everything's tracked and monitored very carefully about the progress of kids. Um, you have quite a bit of choice in the classes because it is all online. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting program. And, and there's a lot of cool opportunities that go on with being in an online school. Um, so anyway, that's kind of how my program works. There's a lot of different versions. There's private, there's public. Um, but I would imagine most of them, I don't know a ton of, I don't have a ton of information about other schools, but I think they operate similarly to that. Okay. So, you know, from your perspective, I'm curious, like, what do you think... What kind of kiddos do you think would be a good fit, especially in elementary? Like, what kind? Of, I mean, we don't have an elementary program anymore in our program, mm -hmm. but like, if the families out there they're struggling, you know, they're elementary elementary kids, 
struggling making a decision. You know, what do you think, like, what would be a time for a family who has an elementary school kid to look into that option? Well, okay, so so first let's, let me kind of talk about age appropriateness, okay? Um, so we all lived through COVID, and we were basically an online school during mm-hmm. COVID. Right. Um, what that taught us was if you have little kids, kindy, first, second, third, online is really hard because there's a lot of responsibility for the kid to, to be a little self-motivated. Mm-hmm. And so for the elementary level, if you're thinking of going online, then as a parent, you need to be prepared for to monitor and that mm-hmm. to be a big part of what you're doing. So I always say if you're uh, both parents working, um, not in the house, um, it's rarely a good idea for elementary kids to be on online school because it's too much responsibility for a third grader to log on, mm-hmm. stay on all day working, do their stuff, all all doing it, you know, self-motivated because there's not an adult monitoring in the house. So that's what I want to start with. Elementary is a lot different than middle or than high school and middle school. Um, in that, now to to answer the question, like, what do you need? You, well, the first thing, like I said, the first thing you need is a student who's self-motivated. That would be a student mm-hmm. who right. who can has the ability to sit down and do this. That means maybe you're looking at a student who wants to be successful in school, wants to do their stuff, but school sometimes isn't the right placement. Maybe they mm-hmm. they have social anxieties, maybe they struggle with friendships, um, maybe they have school anxieties. Um, the difference in that is, you know, in all honesty, we run into parents in the elementary level that are like, I'm just going to put my kid on online school, and it's a way to mm-hmm. sort of say, okay, go. And that doesn't work if that kid, number one, still wants to be in school, and number two, is left alone. You just, you can't do it. And yeah. so for the older kids, who I think it's a lot more um, beneficial than our younger kids, for the older kids, that self-motivation and then the reasons why they're not in school need to be talked about and, and need to work. And like I said, school is not a fit for everybody. And that that is such a myth and I run into it all the time is people think every kid should just I went to school and I didn't have right. an issue, so why does it? Why does my kid have an issue? Because school isn't is 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 not a, a cookie cutter. You know, all of our kids aren't the same, and that's coming from me, where I had a younger child who we took out of public school for that reason exactly. Lots of school anxiety, lots of social anxiety, mm-hmm. and so we made the decision <laughs> to take my child out of school, and we went through online. Online was not a good fit for my child. Mm-hmm. He wasn't self-motivated enough. We couldn't work with him. And both myself and my ex-wife, we worked outside of the home. So then we had to look at other alternatives. So if you're thinking of online school, the first thing you have to think of is it can't be a like, I'm going to put him in online school and it's just going to be easier because it has its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Your, your kid has to be self-motivated enough to work yeah. in online school because it's yeah. real easy not to do it. When you have nobody, no teacher in front of you yeah. calling you on Yeah, stuff. that's a big ask, I think, for a younger kid to have, you know, that much, to be able to, to structure and motivate themselves, you know, to do a lot of it independently. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing a lot. 
if you're yeah. a parent, you know, if you're yeah. a guardian or a parent, you're going to take on a lot of that responsibility. Um, well, you need I, to consider yeah. that you're going to be at school. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you really yeah. are. You really yeah. are. And I think, you know, for me, elementary school is such a, to me, the point of elementary school is about socialization, even more so than academics. I think it's about learning how to interact with other people, how to problem solve, how to get along, you know, how to be a part of a social environment and a social world um, is one of the primary purposes of elementary school. And I feel like, I don't feel like you can provide that level of support. I could, I mean, maybe different people have different opinions about that. To me, in my experience, and I'm a very, you know, I taught environmental education, outdoor education, so I'm all about being out, being out in the world, you know, connecting. Um, but I just, I just find it, I just don't know about that for elementary school. I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced that's the best place. I'm, and I agree with you. You know, I think, you know, I think, you know, if something's going on, um, you know, I think we both have kids that sort of fall outside the bell curve, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with, and, and it just seems like it's going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tricky um, to make that effective. Right. And, and, and that's not a knock on the kids. That's just a knock on where they are yeah, in, yeah. in socialization and where they are right. in growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, they're just not... Yeah. When you're a little kid, you're just not self-motivated. Now, yeah. are there exceptions to every rule? Absolutely. I'm yeah. sure there's some parent out there that's listening to us and going, but my kid does awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's awesome. Yeah. But for the most part, um, if your kid's struggling in elementary, <laughs> instead of just going, we're going to online, that's when you work with me as a counselor. And, you know, I have social mm-hmm. skills groups. I have play groups. I have school readiness groups. We have all these things we can do to help a kiddo out before we start leaning on online. So so that gives you sort of, so basically, just to sum it up, I feel like online school is is a heck of a lot more um, positive for our older kids who have mm-hmm. a little more skill in in working on their own without, without right. a parent being there. So then the question goes to you, Theo, which is, can you give our listeners a snapshot of what online school looks like? Maybe like what a week or a day looks like for a kid and then what you do um, for those kids. Well, yeah, I kind of mentioned it before, but I think, yeah, I think basically the day-to-day can vary a lot because the day really depends on the kid and the family. You can structure it the way you want to. I mean, you are asked to meet with an advisor once a week. Um, You can meet more often. There is more help available. You can reach out. Um, you know, the classes are all online, of course, and so you are doing it at your own pace. Um, and, the, you know, the, the, the program, the software records your progress, so people are always watching, you know. Um, I actually haven't had a chance to even do any of the program. Like, I haven't actually participated in the curriculum yet. Um, so I have to be honest about that. But um, I think that the thing that I think about is if you're thinking about it for your middle school, high school kid, even your elementary school kid, the questions that I would be asking are, you know, what are your intentions? Why are you doing this? You know, what are you hoping to get out of it? Um, and then talking to that program about that and making sure that your hopes and dreams match the program's abilities to match that. Um, I think also you have to look at, you know, how much is your child, how much support is your child going to need? Are you going to have to be constantly reminding them? Is it going to be like pulling teeth? Are they going to be fighting you on doing it? 
you know, where's the motivation to do it coming from? Is it coming from them? <coughs> Excuse me. Or is is it you? Is it you, put, you know, put, putting stuff on them, you know, and making them do it mm-hmm. um, for your own fears? Um, sorry, I'm just choking on that. Right <laughs> it's fine. So that's, that's one thing I would be considering, you know, are, are they self-motivated? Are they... Are they some like I've seen some high school kids? You know, school the school experience isn't that important to them. They want to get done. They got stuff they want to get onto. They fly through high school. They're on to college. They're on to the trade programs. They're on to work. I get it. You know, school. Not every never not every high school kid needs to have that high school experience. You know, um, where they're at school. You know, pep rallies. You know, all that stuff. They don't all want that. And I get that. That the world's different now. Um. But they are going to miss that experience of, I mean, it is social to some degree online, but you just have to think, it, what are you missing out on by taking them out of school, right? So, you know, are they self-motivated? Um, is school just a means to an end? You know, it's not really, they don't really care about the school experience. They just want to get on to the next step. Um, have they had bad experiences in high school where they're sort of traumatized by, you know, maybe bullying, um, you know, the LGBTQ community, you know, sometimes they've had experiences um, where they just don't want to participate in the school environment. They have, an, they have a social network outside of school. You know, they just want to get through it, you know. And so, you know, in some situations like that, if you've been through some hard experiences in a school environment, you know, it can be really good. It can be a really positive place, you know, and there is a lot of support. Um, you can, if you're trying to work, you know, some kids need to work more to support, you know, some families need their kids working. Um, and they're able to do school and this, or some kids, you know, they have their own kids, you know, and so they're just trying to get done. So in some ways, it's very exciting because it's an equalizing opportunity for kids who oftentimes wouldn't have been able to finish school. So here's this new opportunity, kind of like colleges, right? Now you can go to school online, do it in your own time, get through school, it's going to open up doors, you know? So there's opportunities where it can be a game changer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there's opportunities where it, it's sort of, you know, kids are dealing with social anxiety and it can be a way of allowing them to, you know, maybe be in treatment and get their education at the same time. In the past, they've had to delay education while they dealt with the treatment. So there's a lot of positives to it. It just has to be a good fit. And see, I, I think that's a great sort of reminded me when you were saying that I'm like that's that's my point is that when kids are little I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's used more as an avoidance like I'm avoiding school I'm avoiding the issues of school whereas when mm-hmm. kids are older you've gone through elementary you've had treatment you've gone to groups you've done these things and if you're still feeling like oh, this isn't for me then it's less of an avoidance and then it's more of an alternative mm-hmm. right. I think when you're a little kid Especially our itty bitties, and we do yes. have parents who tr- who decide they because their kid got in trouble or whatever they decide they're gonna they want them to do online or something. And yeah. to me, when you're when you're making that choice at that age, that's more of an avoidance because you haven't tried a bunch of stuff. Yes, and that's the thing I worry about too. Like that's the question I have every day: is you know is this avoidance? And that's the question I have for kids and families: is like. They're struggling, but are we avoiding looking for a solution? Right. Or is this a necessary? And sometimes we're not. Sometimes this is a necessary thing. Right. And sometimes, yes, it is avoidance. Like, I've seen kids come into Nervin High School, and, 
you know, they're there for a while, they can't do it, they're having, they're struggling. So like, I want to go to Nervin online. Well, there's a lot of factors in that. Okay, so, you know, tell me about that. Is it, why did, why did you leave that? Why do you want to leave the high school? Well, are you feeling anxiety? Okay, have you addressed the anxiety? Does your family know about it? Are you in counseling? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, all kinds of, is there drug addiction going on? Is there, you know, all kinds of stuff happening? You know, is, you know there can be a lot of reasons. So you have to be really careful that you're not just using it to escape, mm-hmm. you know, because that can happen too. Right. And I think that's not the time to, you know, switch. Right. And then, and then we fall into, I don't know if people remember way back, we had a whole, we did a whole thing on homeschooling and, um, and, you know, to, to be honest to our listeners, my younger son, that's how we ended up. We tried online back in the day and lasted about two days and realized he did not have the capacity as a fifth grader to do online. So then we went to homeschool. And one of the big questions we both had, my, my ex-wife is also a counselor. So one of the big questions we had was how is he going to socialize? Because that's really important. And so homeschool had their own way to socialize. Um, but Theo, how does, how does online or how, what would you suggest? Mm-hmm. Cause I think yeah. that's the most important thing online. When you're online, you're on your own. Yeah. And so yeah. there's, we, it's yeah. still important for high schoolers to be able to socialize right, and be right, with right. their peers. So how does that work? Well, from what I've seen so far, and like I said, this is new to me too, um, is that there are opportunities, at least in our school to come in in person to engage with people, you know, you can, we have a program called Save in Schellenberg where kids can come in person to do these cool, like, I call career readiness kind of courses, like in, you know, like cooking, um, automotive, you know, cosmetology. And those are opportunities too, to get out of the, you know, to get out of the home, you know, to, to be around other kids. Um, there are after school programs where we are, so you can engage in that way. Um, a lot of kids are doing sports. So they're doing things outside of school still. Um, they just don't use school as their primary focus mm-hmm. for socializing. So my suggestion is utilize those opportunities. You know, make sure that you have a social support network. And I'm sure that there's other, you know, support systems within schools as well where you can connect with other families, you know. Right. You know, do play dates if they're younger kids or whatever. Because you can build that network. It's just good. You're going to be responsible for it. Right. With a little bit of help from the school. Um, so I would just say there are opportunities often through a school to do in-person stuff. Make sure you take advantage of that. You know, make sure you do anything you can, you know, build your own social network, um, you know, whether it's play dates or, um, support networks for kids who are online. There's plenty of them out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to build that yourself to some degree. Um, but you do need to do that. You cannot, you know, if your kid is online, all the time, staying home all the time, not getting out, not connecting with other kids because of anxiety, that's a problem. You know, right. that, that's, that's a sign of something bigger. Right. And we need to push back on that a little bit and, and make sure that you're getting support for your kid, whether it's counseling or something, because that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. If your kid is not wanting to get out of the house, um, you got to make sure that you're doing something because that's a sign. You know, mm-hmm. if they're not wanting to leave. Um, for a period of time, and there are kids online who are doing that. Um, get some support for that kid. Right. Talk to the counselor. Um, yeah. So, so to summarize, 
Um, I think when you look at the elementary level, I think that online, unless you have a parent who can be home and monitoring and um, mm -hmm. helping, I think <laughs> online can be a little more difficult for our younger kids, even our fifth graders, um, because there's so much uh, self-reliance and there's so much self-motivation in, involved in it. Um, so in the elementary level, I think Theo and I would both recommend if you're going to do online, then make sure you have somebody at home that can be there and help your kiddo out. Um, I think when we're talking about our older kids, we're talking about kids who have utilized the education system and just maybe don't fit or um, maybe they don't feel good about it or they're dealing with some mental health issues. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and online can sometimes be a really good fit for them. Um, online is monitored. It You know, you have like Theo, who's a counselor online, so you have people they can connect with. Um, and I think our, our sort of heads up would be to make sure that, that your kiddos are still being socialized, that they still mm -hmm. can hang out with friends, because that is so important to yes. Um, yes. any kids and their developmental, how they develop and how they grow up is, is yeah. socialization is a huge deal. So online is a good fit for some kids and, and it can work really well. And make sure that when, if you do have a son or daughter doing it, make sure you also have their outlets so they can be with their friends and they can socialize. Is that about sum it up, Theo? That is beautiful, you're the ultimate summarizer, yes. There we go. Man, yes, it's yes. It's my strength. Yeah. All right. All right, so it is that time on our show, though, for What Have You Learned Lately? Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. So speaking of new, new things, um, Bill and I have learned something together. Mm -hmm. um, I recently went through the process of buying a car, and Bill has, is in the process of buying a new car. And we have learned that it's exhausting. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard, but it is. Yes. So let me... The, Theo is ignoring the fact that this is our first ever in seven or eight years That's of true. doing this. Okay. Our first ever tandem. Yeah. Yes. What have you learned lately? Usually it's only for one of us. Yes. So I, I am going to slap Theo's hand and say, <laughs> you cannot underestimate. This is yes. a huge deal. It's going to make podcast history. And we're probably going to yeah. win some award. For sure. But... Yes, so we just happen, it's, it's funny, we just happen to where I am in the beginning process of buying a car, mm -hmm. and Theo has just finished, he's bought his car, and yes. so the answer is yes, it is exhausting, and then I'm somebody who, I the last new car I bought was in 2012, and I did it through a uh, I don't know what you would call it, where you, you go to, like I did through AAA, where they just did all the work for me, and I just said, I want this, I want this kind of car. Mm -hmm. This time, I'm kind of doing it on my own. And so, um, I don't know if Theo felt this, but as a pretty much a brand new at this thing, or a person, um, the amount of time it takes is surprising yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, nothing happens quickly I guess, until you get approved. And so I'm in the midst of getting pre-approved because I read, because that's the other thing, I read up mm -hmm. on everything I could. Yeah. And they said, always come pre-approved. So I'm in the midst of getting pre-approved and uh, waiting on that. 
And then once that's done, then we go in and start the whole card buying thing, which scares the bejeebers out of me. But I'm going to have Theo help me. It's a little bit like jousting. Yeah, and I and it's and it and I'm like a knight who hasn't jousted in twenty <laughs> in twelve years. Yes. So I'm going to bring my surrogate jouster yes. Theo, and he's going to help me out on this stuff too. Yes, I've been a serial car buyer my whole life. So yeah, we're so opposites there. So yeah, so I grew up. Yeah, my family, we had lots of cars, grew up with lots of cars, love cars. Um, so I'm going to give you, here's the lowdown. So if you're out there, I'm going to give you the, the, the one-minute tips to buying a car. Nice. This turned into a okay. tip thing. Right, I yeah, love it. Yeah, okay, number one, always buy a closeout. So January, February, all the, car, all the cars, they're trying to get off the lot. So you go buy in January, February, you should get a better deal. Um, always try to buy at the end of a model years before they totally do a major transformation. So if a car is going to completely switch over to body style, all that stuff, that's a great time to buy the old car. Also, because you don't know what the new car is going to be like. You don't know if there could be problems with that new car. So buy a model year closeout. <clears throat> Always get pre-approved because then you don't have to never let a dealer say to you, what payment do you want? You tell them what price you want. Okay, so that's another thing. Um, the other thing is, when you go into a dealership, um, have a printout. I like to go to Consumer Reports and I have a printout price of what a good price is. Have it in hand and be like, hmm, your price says this. This is what I see as a good price. Have a printout of that. Um, so then you have, when you walk in, you know what you're approved for. You know what your down payment is. You know what a good price is. You know it's a model your closeout. The last thing I will say is be ready to walk away. They don't give you what you want. Leave. Give them your number. I always say, hey, no problem. You know, let me know if you change your mind. <laughs> and then you go to another dealer. subscribe and if you enjoy our podcast please tell your friends um we really enjoy doing this and we yeah. want to grow it a little bit more um so help us out yeah and if you're driving me on it sounds really good in the podcast the podcast sounds great in right it. yeah <laughs> top down it's awesome you're driving me on it <laughs> okay right all right everybody take good care okay be good